is KUCI in Irvine, 88.9 FM, and streaming live at KUCI.org. And you can find us through iTunes. You can find podcasts of this program and other public affairs programs through our website at KUCI.org. Please go to archives, scroll down to podcasts, and look for What Would Arwen Do? This is a part two of a show broadcast on Tuesday, June the... What is the date today? Um, June the 11th, I believe, yes. And my very special guest is Larry Salzman. So the bulk of our interview is on... Uh, the first part of this show, so I hope you will uh, listen to that. And uh, but we're gonna—I'm very feel very blessed to have a little more time today with Larry that we can talk about his music and his events. The event coming up just this coming Sunday over at the Center for Living Peace, in uh, conjunction with the center and For Mama Earth, and their website is formamaearth.org. Uh, doing a lot of great things, bringing art and music and community and health and music and all kinds of wonderful things into our communities for mamaearth.org. Larry's going to be there this coming Sunday uh, from 1 to 3 for a very minimal donation. You can come and hang out and uh, get your soul infused with music. I will be there. So uh, I'm Tani Tenuvial, the resident KUCI Middle Earth Elf. And um, so, yeah, say hi. I have kind of long longish not longish hair but i'm you know we elves are thousands of years old so i won't be one of the youngsters running around you might be able to spot me though (laughs) but come and say hi and say hi to larry let us know that if you heard us heard about us through the show and uh if you'd like to let your friends know about larry and his music uh please refer them to the podcast here we do have to, I do have to edit out most of the music other than about 20 seconds worth um, because it is on podcast. But you can find more examples of Larry's work on YouTube and uh, his um, YouTube, so it's Larry Salzman or YouTube LT Salzman, S-A-L-Z-M-A-N. And Larry is, for those of you who may just be tuning in or just caught this show, he is a Southern California-based percussionist and composer, and he's been sharing some of his music with us. We have about another half hour, so we'll get to uh, tempt you with a little bit more. He's performed uh, with uh, on, some, on the East and West Coast with uh, jazz musicians. In fact, he has an event coming up uh, in just about a week and a half with Gina uh, Saputo at the... Uh, Steamers Cafe in Fullerton. You can find out information about that at steamerscafe.com. That's on a Friday evening, June 28th, 8 p.m., a great jazz show. And Larry's going to tell us a little bit more about that himself. So, Larry, thank you. Welcome back to the second part of our show. Hi. And thanks for sharing your music. I This music is amazing. So, if you uh, are just tuning in, the first show we... Uh, played some of the tracks of Larry's and this is primarily world music but you don't play only world music right no. I mean I mean no. are you is that your main thing that you send like uh, the copyrighted material to the yeah. libraries or well it's, it's, it's interesting as as I got more confident with um, the tracks I was recording mm-hmm. I started doing all sorts of things now bef- besides the world tracks um, which I typically fall into um, 
West African or North or North African Middle Eastern styles, as far as the percussion is concerned. I also do battlefield and civil war. Oh, really? Marches, yeah. But I don't play any flutes or anything like that on, for that music, at least. Um, and uh, I also do New Orleans style, like junk band. You know, um, it's like pre-swing type of washboard music with mouth harps and things like that. Um, Are there examples of that on YouTube? Uh, there's a few on there, yeah. What would it? What would you call it? Like, um, does it? It's like ragtime percussion. You know, it's. I don't obviously off the top of my head. I don't know the links on there. Yeah. But if someone went to the YouTube page, they would have to just go through the videos, and okay. they would ultimately find, you know, those types of things. You know, we have a Zydeco show here on. Oh, do you? Yeah, okay. yeah. Um, Buffalo Bayou with mm. uh, Jake Bacon, and uh, so we got some down home oh, good. Louisiana yeah. kind of stuff going on. So. Um, so then, the, then, then there's jazz. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, I used to be, um, I, as a drum set player, I played it, that style of music for a long time. I, that was your, so that was your prime, that was your first, uh, when you first got into music, it was kind of through jazz? No, or? no, my, my the, And were you like eight years old or something? I was seven. Oh. The, whole, <laughs> the story, the story behind my interest, you know, I never got into... I never got interested in music because I saw something on the TV or I heard, I, 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 I didn't even know what that, I didn't know what that was. I, I got interested in, in the drums because I heard the drums. And Did my, your dad play that? No, no, it was my cousin Mark. Oh. And I was at Mark's house where he lived with his parents um, and it just happened uh, to be a time where he was practicing and I was just sitting there on the stairs just like like mesmerized by it and i knew nothing i didn't know anything about music i didn't even know really what a drum set was i just liked the, the sound of it and um i told my mom i you know i just said you know i told my parents that i want to take drum lessons um and it that's where it all started and uh mark was my first teacher and for you know like two years i didn't do anything except play on a snare drum no drum set no symbols, you know, wow. it was like the ultimate test to see if I was going to stick with it. And, you know, both my parents were very supportive and, and helped me and um, sat next to me as I practiced, things like that. Well, ultimately, um, after moving here to California, uh, it I got interested in a lot of different things musically. And a lot of the drum teachers I had throughout the years um, would play different records for me, of different bands and things like that. And so... You know, like, people ask me what kind of music I listen to, and if, when I tell them, they're like, you know, they're, <laughs> they they think I'm, like, making it up, but um, uh, because the styles are so different. Um, I mean, at age 13, I was listening to, you know, Dave Brubeck records and Miles Davis records and Pat Metheny records and, and this band Special Effects from New York, which, which is a fusion band. Um, and, I, you know, I never got into... I never became a musician or got into music because I wanted to be popular. <laughs> I just wanted to be. I just wanted to be good. Yeah. You know. I just, and and that's that is always. I'd I'd rather I would any day of the week I'd rather be good than you know popular. Popular is just a short-lived thing in my opinion. Yeah. Um. So the percussion thing came in. At but a, this is your full-time job, right? Well, I do a lot of music. I do a lot of different things. Mm -hmm. you know, I have a private. I have private instruction. 
that I do, um, or I teach drum sets. Because I want to encourage people that to not give up. If you want to make music your life, it doesn't have to just be an avocation. Absolutely. No, there's there's so many ways. You know, if you're resourceful and you're and you're flexible, uh, there's a numerous ways you can do it. Um, so, uh, and, and that's one reason I got interested in hand percussion is because mm-hmm. I thought, you know what? Uh, there can't be anything wrong with learning all these other instruments. And somebody asked me one day, it was just many years ago, why are you learning all those, why do you want to learn all those instruments? And I said, ask me in five years. <laughs> and uh, I never got to confront that person again. Uh, so, but at, at the end of the day, um, I can play so many different things now. You know, I, I play with belly dancing troops. Mm. I play Brazilian inst- instruments in Gina's band. Um, I play washboard in a brass band <laughs> from San Diego, uh-huh. and uh, and then there's my own music, and mm-hmm. so I don't get you know I don't get I'm not doing the same thing every you know, yeah. and it's not so it's not boring to me, um, and then my the you know the private instruction I do where I teach you know drum set lessons I teach hand percussion lessons. Oh, you do? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's th- that's good. That's a good blend for me because yeah. I don't go I don't go nuts. You know, I mean I have. I have to switch gears. You know, people think, oh, it's easy to teach lessons. And, you know, I said, okay, well, try teaching a hyperactive spastic kid <laughs> who drank, like, a can of Coke 40 minutes before the lesson. And then after that, try teaching, you know, some senior in high school that can barely keep his eyes open. You know, you have to really right, change right. gears with people, and you have to wear a lot of different hats. But the same thing applies to music, because... You know, one night I can go from playing, you know, Triangle and Pandero, et cetera, et cetera, in, in, in Gina's group, and the next night I could be looping my own show in Hollywood, which is totally different stylistically. Right. So I have to almost, like, kind of, like, blank out what just happened the night before. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So, um, wow, we'll have to talk about that drum thing. I love the drums. I, In fact, that was kind of, one of my dreams is to have one of those drum sets that you can do all, play everything and nobody it doesn't bother anybody else uh, you electronic know. drum sets yeah so yeah. that you know the neighbors and everything aren't uh-huh. complaining um, but I took some drum lessons uh, several years ago and I, I'll never forget the one day that they had like a little booth that you could go into and I went in there and I practiced mm-hmm. for about um, I don't know maybe a half hour 40 minutes I was in such a zone I'm not kidding. I came out of that booth and I had to just go like sit down somewhere for a while because I was like in another place. I mean, seriously, just being in that music, just completely absorbed in the music and I'm playing. I was like, it was like an artistic, you know, it was like a mystical experience. Or I, does that sound odd? No, um, no, no, it doesn't. But I know. just, I love the drums so much. And every time I go somewhere, if there's drums, it's like, it just, it's like a, you know, it's like the Pied Piper calling me. It's like, I hear drums. You know, mm-hmm. I hear, you know, a little bit with bagpipes too. But, um, yeah, so I think it's, it's, maybe it's like one of those things with people, you know, when it, if it's in your blood, it's in your blood. Drum circles are amazing. Do you ever do anything like go... They have a couple of local ones that are that are kind of fun. You know, I I have not honestly been to that many drums. I've been to a few, but it's 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 not like on a 
top my list. Yeah. Well, um, they can be kind. They can be kind of odd. The most fun one I was ever at was where I got my djembe drum. It was. Mm-hmm. It was actually after the Renaissance Fair was closed, mm-hmm. and all the musicians came to the Maypole and played. And you know, everybody else had to kind of leave, and so we had just bought our drums, so they let us kind of join them. And it was just so cool because it was just all these musicians yeah. just coming together and dancing and playing and. Well, you know, spur of the moment stuff like that. Yeah. You never. You know, it's sometimes it's hit or miss. Sometimes you have a really great experience. Right. Or sometimes there's just like, you know, 25 people playing in, you know, like 25 different tempos. <laughs> and so, yes, you know, my I, musician friend... Tate, I remember I've been to one of those, too. Yeah. It's, and it's almost painful. Well, it is. It's, it, there's, <laughs> I, I have, I'm, I'm not taking credit for this quote, but a friend of mine says, you know, sometimes it sounds like a house being built. <laughs> you have four guys with four hammers nailing at different times, and then someone drops something. You know, so, but, hey, you know what, if people get enjoyment out of it, that's, that's all that matters, really. I mean, at the end of the day, that's, that's, you know, those, a lot of those instruments, especially hand percussion instruments, they have to, the shelf life has to be extended because if the, if the players of those instruments stop playing, if they pass away or they retire or whatever, and those, and those skills aren't handed down to the next generation, you know, the instrument potentially can go extinct. Like a language. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, the oh drum set. The drum set's here to stay. I mean, the drum set. And the funny thing is, the drum set's like in the percussion world is like the newest instrument on the planet. I mean, oh. except for new instruments are being yeah. invented. But um, you know, like the doom, the doombeck. You know, it's which you commonly find in in in, in you know just you know, I'll just be safe and say belly dancing music. Uh-huh. It's been around for for thousands of years. Yeah. You know, the cajon has been around for hundreds of years, but uh, it's. There are the inst- there are some instruments out there that they're kind of at the tipping point right now where if if those top players are and don't hand down those skills then the instrument is is learned by less and less people. It's exactly like a language. So how do people how do people learn them so that I mean how do they do this so that they don't go extinct? <laughs> well, you know, luckily I mean, luckily could a person you- like myself? I I you know I have pretty good aptitudes in in rhythm, um, but I don't know. Do I go take lessons? Do I seek out these people and say, you it, know? It, 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 yeah, I mean, there's a lot, you know what? Because I'm an elf. We don't want music to go extinct, especially music that's been through the ages. Yeah. You know, that could be tied to the, you know, the ancient music of the... But, you know, the reference, the language spheres. reference you make is this, it's, it's very close to that. Because there are languages around the world that are, you know, fizzling out because there's just not the population anymore to right. support it. But the, the, the instruments on the planet that are faced with that kind of thing, these are, these are, I'm talking about instruments that are not like at the top of the food chain when it comes to, you know, right. you know not like the drum set, obviously. But they're still important. Yeah, you know? absolutely, I mean, they're, yeah. And that, and that's, because those, they're linked through our consciousness for yeah. thousands of years, you know? Yeah. Well, YouTube's a great reference. Yeah. I mean, there is so much on YouTube that's, that's it's ridiculous. Not all of it's good, um, but it's a good reference for watching how other people play you know particular things even doesn't have to be a percussion instrument in general but mm-hmm. so um unless we run out of time and we haven't actually played a, uh, any of your music during this segment ah. and i would like to do that for our listeners in case you're just tuning in this is part two of what would arwen do i am tawny tenuville my guest today is larry saltzman who is doing an event this coming uh sunday june 16th over at the center for living peace and um, right across the street here from UC Irvine, and he also is going to be at Steamers Cafe 
with Gina Saputo on Friday, June 28th, 8 p.m. You can find information at steamerscafe.com. That's up in Fullerton. And you can contact Larry about his music and events at ltsalzman at gmail.com. So um, what's the next track we're going to hear, Larry? Well, let's, let's do a track I collaborated on with Gina Saputo. Oh, great. And that's... Um, so number six. Uh, yeah. And what do you, do you want to tell us anything about this? Or you just want to... Yeah, this, this is another um, kind of meandering piece of music for a little while. Um, it's, it's my typical layering technique of, of instruments. This one is a perfect example of where I play uh, three instruments playing the exact same rhythm. They're three frame drums that are tuned slightly differently, or slightly different. Um, and then uh, Gina kind of creeps in and the flute's kind of in the background a little bit and she's then she when she, when Gina came and recorded this she just basically sat down and and just knocked the the, the take out it was just incredible so then, she's a flute she plays no, a, flute? a vocalist a vocalist yeah. oh, okay and then she harmonized with her track and i was like okay that's it we're done and i started mixing it and this is it oh awesome yeah. okay so here is Larry Salzman Gina Saputo on KUCI in Irvine. Goosebumps. As soon as her voice came in, I just it went right up my arms. <laughs> that's that's a good reaction. Wow. Yeah. So that's a little could be like a little teaser for uh, the event coming up at the Steamers Cafe. Uh, I don't know if we'll we'll do anything along those lines, but you know she's so flexible. It's so she's you know she's a vocalist, so mm-hmm. um, she just sings the jazz tunes and she can sing anything. Oh, really? She can scat. She can oh, improvise. I love that. Yeah, but that's the thing about, you know, that's the one thing I love about musicians that are flexible is you can, like, throw anything at them or vice versa. And the results are always a little different, sometimes really cool and sometimes are, you know, so-so. Um, but, uh, yeah, that track, I did it. I, I recorded the parts. I emailed it to her. I said, you know, see what you can come up with. And she came in and... And that's the result right there. That's beautiful. Wow. So, again, that's just like two minutes long. Yeah, that's another one. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. that's awesome. So, what what will you do with something like that? Will you, will you send it to a library? I mean, that, I mean, I, I mean, this is amazing to me because I think, you know, if I was like a documentary maker or something, especially, you know, for some, well, documentaries in foreign places, mm-hmm. you know, safaris i'd be like oh my gosh this is so amazing yeah the, you know one one test i kind of give myself with some of my tracks is i'll literally go on I'll, i will go on youtube and i will find a video that could be a documentary on dolphins for example and i'll mute the the audio of the of the video and then i'll cue up some of my music and I'll, i will kind of see how it sits with it 
-hmm. you know, and I kind of gauge things off that. Not that I'm kind of trying to score a piece of music for that scene. I just use it as a reference sometimes. Um, but, you know, if you look at all the music I have, I have things that are fast, things that are slow, different time signatures, all types of different instruments. And so I'm trying to cover all my bases the best I can. I mean, I don't play rock and roll. Mm -hmm. um, and There's enough people playing rock yeah, and roll. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so I'm trying to car you know I'm trying to carve a niche out when it comes to um, these styles of music. I mean, it's that right there. People would hear that and go, "Well, that's uh, you know this or that." Um, but all in my in my opinion, all common forms of music are combinations of other forms of music, and they've mm -hmm. ultimately landed as what they, you know, currently are. I mean, jazz started many, many, you know, a long time ago, and it it ultimately has turned into what, you know, it is now, mm -hmm. whether it's jazz fusion or traditional jazz. But, um, yeah, I just, uh, with her, um, a track like that, it's, without the vocal piece, it's completely different. Right. With the vocal piece, it's completely different. Wow. Yeah. Pretty amazing. So we just have a few more minutes before we wrap up, up our second half here. Um, I'd love it if we could play one more piece. Uh, again, I'm Tani Tenuviel. This is uh, kind of the farewell for the summer show of What Would Arwen Do? And for the purposes of the broadcast, we will have to edit out most of this music, but you can find out more about Larry's music by sending him an email at ltsalzman, S-A-L-Z-M-A-N, at gmail.com. You can also find several, several of um, samplings of his music on YouTube. And again, he's going to be right here across the street at the Center for Living Peace, um, Sunday, June 16th from 1 to 3 p.m., and just get some, and you can find out more information too about his upcoming events through uh, Mama Earth for MamaEarth.org, and other things that uh, Andrea, that amazing woman, is up to over there at For Mama Earth. And then uh, coming up Friday, June twenty eighth, at the Steamers Cafe, uh, a jazz night, mostly jazz, mm -hmm. with Larry. And uh, so. As we kind of close out here, I want to first off say thank you so much, Larry, for coming into the studio today and sharing your music and sure. your musical experience. I hope that, I imagine that it is very inspiring for young musicians. I know, um, in fact, I think of uh, one young man who just turned 18 in April, and um, he's had kind of a challenging life, um, various things, and um, he been in foster care and things like that and he discovered music not too long ago and he makes his own music and he puts it up on SoundCloud and it has been such a wonderful thing to see this young man just kind of turn around through what music has become in his life and I think that that's such a testament to what music can do you know for our hearts and for our souls mm -hmm. and I want to thank you not only for coming on the show but for being in the world a musician and enriching the world with your music pretty amazing oh, thanks for having me well you're very welcome and I hope every, people will come and join us I'm going to be there Sunday hopefully I'll be there on Friday June 28th if I can get a road trip together but I'm definitely going to be over at the Center for Living Peace so come and say hi to the elf and the musician um, and so what is this last thing we get to little musical offering we get to enjoy today alright this one is uh, this This is uh, well i, I I'll give you the background on this one. The, there's a there's a there's a bell pattern, there's a handbell pattern. Oh, 
Oh, you know, I was going to ask you earlier if you'd mm-hmm. ever done handbells. Well, not that. Not like oh. not like this. Oh, no? African handbell. They're, oh, they're Nigeri- okay. Nigerian double bells. They're oh. like a go-go bells, I guess you could say. Um, the the rhythm that I play on the, ha- on the on the bells is actually a drum rhythm from Kenya that I didn't play on, on a drum for whatever reason. I played it on my... Uh, on the the bells and then um it's it's fast it's very aggressive there's probably 10 instruments on the track and what i do in this one is is there are these all these little spots where i fill in little hits and phrases and call and response pieces and things like that um and the 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 track i tried to make it i i did my best to make it sound like Four people were playing off of each other, mm. and they were influenced by what each person did. There's there's a lot of clicks still people were hearing in here, which are pieces of bamboo from my backyard. Oh, yeah. cool! So which one is this? This is the la- This is the seventh track. It's and the name is Watmu. And is that a city as well? Yeah, that is in. I'm pretty sure it's in. It's either in Kenya or Nigeria. Okay, so. This is a little piece from Larry, and that is going to wrap it up for us. I'm Tony Chenuviel. I'd love to hear from you at askanelf at yahoo.com. Larry, I'm sure would love to hear from you at ltsalzman, S-A-L-Z-M-A-N, at gmail.com. And uh, please send me an email and let me know if you'd like to see me back in the fall. I'd like to be back here with What Would Arwen Do? I'm going to be learning some Elvish over the summer, taking my Quinya 101 course for reading, writing, and speaking in elvish and working on my yoga for elves and hobbits and some art and so i'm just going to take a little break for the summer but i hope to be back here all things if all things go according to plan one never knows because things change a lot here at kci but it has been an amazing adventure june would have been my um eighth let's see eighth year anniversary june 22nd so i hope to be back in the fall for another another fun time with you all so here is Larry's Watamu, and thanks for being here. What would Arwen do? KUCI in Irvine, the best radio station in the history of the universe.